I'm Laura Austin. Dating and getting married was quite a journey for me, and now I can't seem to stop talking about it. So here we are on a podcast. Welcome. Hello. Okay, today I would like to give you a first date pep talk. You may not have a first date planned for anytime soon. Let's work on that too. But when you do, I think it's totally possible that you could and will. (laughs) When you do have one, I thought you might want something that you could listen to that would help you prepare to be ready to go on a first date and feel like yourself, feel calm as much as possible because first dates can be nerve wracking, right? If you haven't dated much, even if you have been on a lot of first dates, they, there's, (laughs) we all know there's, it's real potential to not go well. And it's, you're hanging out with someone you don't know well, like that is kind of stressful, like one-on-one, you know, most people's dream scenario is meeting in the context of other, some other part of their life. So you have and to be able to start as friends or what have you, but that isn't always possible. So sometimes you're going to need to go on a first date. So what are some ways to help that go well? That's what I kind of want to talk through today. I have these laid out as a printable on my blog. So if you go to heymrsaustin.com slash first date, you can download this just simple printable that has these things I'm going to say today laid out before you. They also, I also have it in a format where you could save it to the like favorites folder on your phone if you wanted to just look at it on your phone when you're out and about or waiting at the coffee shop for the guy to show up or whatever. <laughs> um, but that is a free gift from me to you. Um, so something that you could look up and check out if you were interested, but thought I would put it into podcast form today and be able to talk through. I just have five things that I will expand on as I go. Just simple tips and tricks, reminders of who you are, what you're about, what the purpose of the date is to help you feel confident as you go into a situation that you may not feel super secure in, right? Or feel excited about, but how could we have a mindset that allows this to be a hopeful time and something that can be a positive and a success no matter what, how the actual date goes, right? Okay. So here's my first tip for you with a a first date is to stay calm and smile. It's one date. So we want to keep in mind and to be able to stay present instead of looking too far down the road of what if this, what if this, or what do I say? It's like, well, let's just try to be present a bit and enjoy meeting a new person, right? And so figuring out what works for you to help you stay calm. What helps you smile in a social situation that you may be nervous about? For me, it was really helpful to call a friend before a date. So just making sure I had connected with people in my life who I already knew, who already loved me, cared for me, um, be able to connect with that person. Don't call your friend that gets you stressed out or whatever. (laughs) Um, Call the friend that you feel like, oh, I feel at peace after I talk to them. They validate how I'm feeling. They help me they remind me of who I am or they make me laugh and will just listen to me tell about my day. I'll listen to their day. So just find a way to connect with someone who you already have relationship with. That really helped me go into a first date feeling more calm and at peace. Um, I also liked going, think like thinking through questions that I wanted to ask. And after going on a few dates, I kind of had similar ones that I would ask about. I liked asking about a guy's friends, his family, how did he end up in the career that he's in? How did he like, how does he make decisions? That became a kind of hot topic for me and wonder why, <laughs> um, as if you've listened to this podcast at all or other things I've written, I really am fascinated by the connection between 
our faith in God, um, the Holy Spirit's leading, how we actually make decisions, our free will, God's sovereignty, hot topic for me. So asking men how they like to go about deciding things in their life became something I would bring up, you know? And again, these aren't in like an interview interrogation sort of way, but that's part of the process of learning how to kind of bring up topics you find interesting in a casual friend, like trying to build friendship, trying to connect with someone sort of way. So thinking through those questions beforehand were helpful if I was nervous about there being awkward silence or what have you. So thinking through questions was helpful. I also had to remind myself that silence is okay. This is my own personal thing. Maybe you are fine with silence. And so you don't need to remind yourself of that, but I needed to kind of remind myself it's okay to hang back and let him ask a question or sit there quietly. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you know, you're going on a date with someone and it it's one-on-one -on -one time and it's normal that you aren't going to click one-on-one -on -one with everyone in the world. So it might be a time where there's some awkward silence or what have you and kind of learning to be okay with that can be helpful for the process. Um, other things that helped me be um, calm were realizing that this was all practice and that I would get better at it. And even practicing asking questions of people like new friends at church or acquaintances, realizing that I could just grow in this skill in other parts of my life helped take the pressure off of, oh, I'm starting to date more. And these first dates are so stressful. It's like, well, what if I saw this as a season of just trying to get to know people in lots of different areas? So anyhow, all of that is under my first point of stay calm, smiling. I mean, actually smiling. <laughs> so sometimes... Like I'm in a store, I have a lot of the like furrowed brow. I look confused just because I'm thinking and trying to decide what I want. I get a lot of like, can I help you <laughs> from people that work in stores? So I have to consciously tell myself, calm your face down, smile, <laughs> make eye contact. These are all good things to practice on a first date because it shows that you're, you know, thinking of the other person kind of thing. Um, it, it is just one date. So you don't need to worry too much about where this is going. I'll get to that in a second, but really try to stay present and think about meeting this new person and just staying calm. Uh, Matthew Hussey, who is a secular dating coach that I follow, and I really appreciate a lot of his advice, even though we may have different, um, kind of worldviews in some ways. But one thing that he, he, I, this is where I got it from him. He coined the phrase, a meetup, not just a first date. So these could even be meetup reminders. He would say, and I would say a meetup is when you have never met this person in real life before. So typically it would be, um, it's coming because you met the person on a dating app or it's a setup. You just have, you have never even been in their presence before. And so this is a meet, you're literally meeting them for the first time. It's a meetup. And so that even takes the pressure off of it. <laughs> like, I don't even know if this guy and I will connect in real life. Maybe we've connected over messages, but we just need to see what our vibe is like in person. And so even that kind of diffuses the stress of the situation to be like, we just need to hang out. We need a little time together, figure out if we even have anything to talk about. So categorizing like, you know, a first date with someone you've been friends with for a few years, that's different than a meetup that you've never met this person in real life before. So really helping yourself stay calm and acknowledge what the actual situation is can be helpful. So there's my first one, stay calm and smile. Um, my second point of a, as far as reminders for a first date is to remind yourself that the guy you're meeting up with, the guy you're going on a date with, he's probably nervous too. I know that there are the rare guy who is never nervous, Mr. Confident, handles any social situation with ease. 
congratulations to him. <laughs> you, it's probably not the guy you're going on a date with. Maybe it is. And that's great. Then you'll be all be put at ease. But if we just try to, there's just that balance of like, like I mentioned, figuring out what helps you be yourself and be calm. So pay attention to how you're doing. But then there comes a point where it's really helpful for me to not think about myself anymore. <laughs> I actually get more anxious and stressed when I'm so focused on myself. So to stop and be like, what is the other person's experience in this situation? Right. And that can apply to lots. That helps me in a lot of situations in my life. But in a date, it's really nice to think, oh, what if this guy is nervous to meet me? Like he might be nervous because you're really cute. You're very pretty. And I know you maybe don't think that, but you probably are. <laughs> Like he, men are nervous about dating women, about going out with someone, going out with a woman who's cute, knowing what to say. Is he going to say the right thing? And it takes a lot of effort for a man to go on a date in the same way that that's true for women. Like we have a lot more in common than sometimes what it actually feels like. So to realize that the other person is coming to this situation with similar anxieties can just help everybody be calm, try to think of the other person. How could you put them at ease? during this social interaction. Okay, my third reminder about first dates is that all you have to decide on this date is if you would like to go on a second date. So you're asking yourself a couple questions. During your time, you're hanging out, you're having conversation, you're figuring out what that connection is like, right? Like what they're like in real life. Are you physically attracted to them? Do you like talking to them? All of that's kind of going on while you're talking, while you're hanging out and ask yourself, do you want to hang out with him one more time? So could you imagine going out one more time? Could you go out, like hang out for one more hour? That's like really break it down. Like, could I have one more hour of conversation or one more hour of going on a walk or doing this thing or whatever? Could I imagine that? And that's where you don't even have to decide that on the date, right? You can end the date and you both go home or what have you. Neither of you have mentioned a second hangout time. That can be fine. If it wasn't like an obvious yes, maybe you need a little time to think. So then at home, you're thinking, could I hang out with this guy one more time? If it's a yes, great. I would say encourage a second hangout, whether by texting, calling him next time you see him at church or wherever you run into him saying, that was so fun. We should totally hang out again sometime. Really simple, but you're just giving that encouragement like I talked about in the last couple episodes. So if it's a yes, that's an obvious, let's move forward to a second date, get some more time together. If it's a maybe, treat it like a yes. I would say encourage toward a second date. You're really just in this information gathering phase of like, who is this person? Is he worthy of my time, my affection? Um, can I build friendship with him? And time is a spent together. Time spent together is a very helpful factor in all of that. So if it's a yes or a maybe, I would say spend more time together, plan that time to spend one more hour together. And then if it's a no, if there's just, there was not like conversation was not working. There were some red flags that just made you like, oh, we would never work together. It turns out he's not a believer or he's not attending church or is just in an unhealthy place in your life or whatever your kind of deal breakers are. Some one of those came up and you're like, it's a no, or just there wasn't enough to talk about. And this is really different. Like <laughs> connecting is very difficult that's fine. It can be a no, but all you're asking yourself is, do you want to hang out one more time? Could you hang out one more hour? You are not asking yourself. Here's what you're not asking. You're not asking, could I picture myself as his girlfriend? Could I picture myself as his wife? Those are questions for later. 
they are good questions and one should ask yourself those questions at some point, but it's for down the road. It's quite a few dates in like you. And I will say this, you know, cause I've talked about how dating advice can feel frustrating because it's most of it is a wisdom issue. Um, and so each person may need different advice in different parts of their life or different seasons they're in. And so there may be a few of you listening that you maybe if you have a history of ending up with the wrong guy or giving a lot of time and emotional energy and your heart to men who are unhealthy, that have poor character, who are not believers, like do not value what you value, then it is good to stop. You may more earlier on need to ask yourself, could I see myself being this guy's girlfriend or marrying him? Then it is a good time to say, could this actually be a serious relationship, right? Personally, I, I even would say in that situation, I mean, the first date is still very early to be imagining that or wondering if something could happen here. I So that, that's where I just want to throw that in there. There is always time for discernment to know which questions would be helpful in your particular circumstance. However, I would say even that person, even a first date, that's pretty fast to be able to know enough about a person to imagine yourself with them. So I just think those questions are for farther down the road. So really the question is to stay present and ask yourself if you'd like a second date. Just try really try to rein in your thoughts of imagining it and tell and you're not wrong for wanting to imagine yourself with someone, especially if you're there is initial spark or you're like, oh, I like who he is on paper. Like I could see our lives together. That is fun. And that, like the fun part of dating, of course, I want you to have all that part, but just to practice some mental self and emotional self-control to save those thoughts for later. The Bible calls it taking our thoughts captive, right? Realizing that we do have control over things that we fixate on. And this took a lot of practice for me, but it was something I got better at. And I think actually helped Trav and I to keep dating because he was pretty nervous about commitment at the beginning. He seemed a bit of a flight risk to me, but I could tell he was a good guy. And so it was really good that I was hanging back, even in my mind, the thoughts that no one else could read. <laughs> um, I was hanging back because the things we think about affect our actions, affect the vibe that we're giving off. And so I think it was actually really helpful that I had been practicing staying present and not thinking too far down the road and trying just to go date to date I think that actually helped Trav and I get to know each other, develop friendship, and continue going on dates instead of me scaring him off with the kind of vibe that was like, oh, I could totally marry you. <laughs> Even if I wasn't saying that, we can sometimes communicate that with our, with who we, just with the, how we're being. So anyhow, remind yourself on a first date, all you have to figure out is would you like to hang out a second time? So there's that next tip for a first date. Um, another reminder to take with you as you go meet someone new is that really reminding yourself of the fact that Jesus calls you his beloved. So going to get serious here for a second and talk about who we are as Christians, that you are taking that part of you, like that is who you are, that your, your heart, your, your, the, the place in you that needs, um, to be significant, that needs to be unconditionally, unconditionally loved, that has been filled by Jesus. He has met your deepest needs. And the gospel really, that the gospel that tells us that we are in need of a savior, we have sin that separates us from God, 
that Jesus is that Savior. He lived a perfect life, died in our place, rose again, defeating sin and death. And now he says that all we have to do is believe in him. It's not based, his love for us is not based on our works or anything we can do, but that it is a free gift of grace. That is a remarkable, beautiful truth that we get to figure out every day. <laughs> we get to work out what does that mean, Lord? What does that look like to know that I'm filled up, but to have experiences where I don't always feel that, like my felt needs feel much deeper than that. They doesn't feel like the gospel meets all my needs every day. And so God helps us. He helps us realize, oh, I'm all filled up. I've been cared for. I'm cared for. Jesus calls me his beloved. That is actually true as you go on a first date. And so the gospel, the truth of the gospel actually frees you from so many things. <laughs> it frees you from worrying what this guy thinks about what this guy thinks about you. It frees you from needing to impress him or needing to earn his affection. You know that you're already loved. And so, yes, you're going on a date because you have a desire to be married, to build a life with someone, to have children, knowing that marriage is a healthy place for children with their parents is a healthy place for children to grow up. These are things, you know, that's a good for society. You know, that there's great blessing in marriage, like all the things that we know, but those are like big picture reasons that you desire marriage. But the reason you're going on a date is not to meet your immediate needs, right? You know, that you, your needs are met in Christ. And that is really lovely because you actually then can go on a date and think about that other person, right? You can um, share your real opinions. You can be your fun and quirky self and be able to bring some real peace to the situation because it's not that we don't care about the other person's opinion. Like that is a kind of over-spiritualized, weird, like, of course you care about what this person thinks of you. And yet if he's not interested you can walk away maybe grieving that or being like, oh, bummer. I liked talking to him. I, I was wanting to continue getting to know him. But really walking away with like being able to grieve that for what it is, but it's not affecting your like core person. Does that make sense? Your core, like who you are is hidden in Christ. And that is a beautiful thing to take with you. That knowledge of that is a beautiful thing to take with you on a first date because it really relieves a lot of pressure. It just allows you to know that you're already loved. So yes, you're looking for love. You're looking for a romantic relationship. You would like to be married someday. I'm acknowledging all of that. However, we're not looking for those things because you're at a total like loss for things. You're not empty going looking to be filled up. Does that make sense? Can you see how the difference between going on a date where you're at a really low, you cannot like you've got nothing. <laughs> You're like, no, no. In Jesus, we have everything. Like we actually are found significant and filled up and deeply, deeply loved. And that really changes everything when you're interacting with a new person and trying to find someone to date and be in a relationship with and get married. So remember those things. Remember the gospel. You are dating as a Christian. This is remarkably different than someone who is dating who does not know Jesus. And so ask yourself, okay, how does that affect me? That might look different for each person as you're listening. It might be, you know, to say, okay, I'm dating as a Christian. I'm dating as someone who knows Jesus as Lord. How does that affect a first date? I, that could be a good question to sit with this week. It might be different than what I've just shared about how it affected me, but it did really help me to realize 
just that Jesus was with me, even on those dates, I wasn't alone, that I could pray as I was going on the date. I could pray after the date and then reach out to friends that are wise and also um, believers who know the Lord that could help me kind of process all the things. So just reminding yourself of that, that the Lord is with you and for you and that he loves you dearly is a wonderful thing to be reminded of before you go on a date and are meeting someone new. Okay. My final, no, I've, well, no, it's like one and a half left. <laughs> um, okay. One more reminder for a first date is that being kind and being honest, these are great things to to be when you're going on a date, um, because it allows you and the guy to walk away encouraged from this date, whether or not you go on the second date. Right. And so really wanting to be someone, you know, a woman of character who is dating. And so I think two really valuable characteristics, two virtues are kindness and honesty. So that means I think you can, you know, maybe the guy says something and you're like, Oh, I totally disagree with that. <laughs> Well, can I share my opinion in a kind way and be honest about what I actually think? So I don't need to just go along with what he says he thinks or whatever. What if I engage with that conversation about what I honestly think about something, but in a kind way, not in a way that's beating him down or trying to be right, but really just with the goal of sharing your opinion or sharing a, a counterpoint to what he said. Or maybe it's something simple like <laughs> where you want to go eat. If he suggests something that is like really you just don't enjoy it or maybe you have food allergy situation that makes it hard for you to eat there, it's going to be go so much better if you share your opinion about like honestly, you know what? I have eaten there and I had a bad experience. Or I just honestly haven't found anything I like there or whatever. Just say your opinion, right? This is – and I know that feels sounds so simple, but again, it's those small moments of honesty that allow you both to have a good time and you're able to communicate it in a kind way, in a way that's like, Hey, what if we did this instead or working together to help the date go well, well. Right. And then if at the end of the night, if you're, or whenever it is afternoon, whatever time of day, if you're talking about, if you're going to hang out again, being honest about that and kind and how you share about it. So maybe he suggests going out again and you're the type of person that needs that bit of time to process why not be honest in the moment and kindly say, oh, I am, thank you so much for asking me. I kind of need a little time to process after dates. What, could I text you later this week or text you tomorrow? You know, like give him a time when you'll get back to him. And that might be awkward. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not going to be awkward, but I think that that is that honest sort of kind dialogue is going to help the process no matter what. Maybe he asks you out and you're not interested in going out again. I think you tell him right then. I did this at least once, I, maybe a couple of times. <laughs> the, well, okay, let me say this. Here's a story to tell you. Um, here's like the opposite example. So the very first, first date I went on after I'd gotten proactive in my dating life was a setup from a friend at work. And she overheard me talking about all the things I was learning about from Dr. Cloud's book. So I'm in the like teacher's lounge talking with my closer friends and this like more acquaintance from a different grade level overheard me. And like, as she joined the conversation, she's like, you know, I know someone at church that I could introduce you to. And I was like, great. So we go to coffee and I just, I wasn't physically attracted to him. Conversation was fine. I'm a good conversationalist, but <laughs> as I humble brag there, but like, I can talk to anyone. That's what I'm trying to say. Hello. I decided to start a podcast. You get that I can talk. Um, so conversation was fine, but I, you know, asking myself the questions, like, I just really don't care to hang out with this person anymore. 
But at the end of the date, he said, oh, we should do this again sometime. It was kind of the classic. My immediate reaction was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And then I'm walking to my car and I'm thinking, I just lied. I lied to him. I don't want to go out again. I would say no to a second date. And I did not like that feeling. I generally choose to not lie. I try to <laughs> abide by what God has said is wise to not lie about things, to be honest. And yet in dating, we have this like, oh, that's, you just do that. You just kind of, you know, it's a little white lie or, you know, you're in the moment. You didn't mean it, but you're just being socially acceptable in what you're saying. But it really bothered me to like realize, okay, I'm not going to, it was like a pivotal moment where I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. Like, I don't want to say something that I don't mean. And so I either need to slow down and say, hey, can I get back to you? Or I just need to be brutally honest in that moment and free him up to go find a girl who does want to hang out with him again, right? Now, mind you, he didn't actually follow up and ask me on a second date. So he may have just been saying the thing, oh, you know, there's a Friends episode actually where Chandler can never stop saying, we should go out again or sure, I'd love to see you again. Like it's hilarious little bit they do. But we just kind of have these things that we say at the end of a date. So really starting to realize, okay, what if I paid attention to that end part of a date and figure out what to say. Maybe you practice it at home or think through what you're going to say. He didn't follow up. Like I probably could have reached out to him and encouraged a second date if I'd wanted to because he'd said that. But he also wasn't interested enough to just out of the blue see if I wanted to go out again. So we just, I never heard from him. I didn't reach out to him, which again, is that a moral failing? Maybe, well, I would say yes, actually. <laughs> now that I'm just going to say that out loud, that's a problem. I don't want to lie like that, you know? And so that part is choosing to not go out together. That's not a moral failing. That just is part of the dating process. And so really like looking through and separating those like, oh, it's fine that I don't want to go out with him anymore, but I need to be honest with that about that if he asks me directly to go on another date. And so then I had, um, one particular date stands out, but where the guy asked me on, we actually were on a second date and he asked me on a third date. And the second date had brought a lot of clarity that I wasn't interested in another date. And so I could tell he was liking me though. I could tell he was interested. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to have to say no to a third date. But I had made this decision to be honest and to just say what I was thinking. So he asked for a third date and I said, thank you. I'm flattered to be asked. I'm not interested in going on a third date. And it was not, that moment was not fun. And yet it was over. It was like, he's like, oh, okay. You know, and we like parted ways. No big deal. I didn't have to waste a lot of brain space, energy, emotional energy, nothing on that. I just said what I was thinking in a kind way, you know, like it was, there was kindness in being clear. So when you're thinking about a first date, you want to think about, I want to be the person I want to be. Right. And obviously there is forgiveness and grace. Like Jesus promises to forgive us this, the moment we acknowledge our sin or the thing that we realize, oh, I kind of regret that. I'd like to do that differently. Or even if it's not a full sin issue, there's forgiveness and ability to move on and try again. And yet just really asking yourself, okay, how can I be kind and honest in these early dates and really see that those um, virtues are wonderful helps in this whole process, even if maybe there's some awkwardness, right? I think honesty is actually more important than avoiding awkwardness. But there was a time, maybe it feels like I would rather avoid awkwardness actually. Well, is that the kind of person I want to be? You the, you're the one that gets to decide, right? So this is just my, my thoughts to get you thinking on what that might look like to be kind and honest in a dating situation. Um, one last thought there before finishing up here, even if you, maybe you're both maybes, right? Or maybe you're interested but you're just not like, there's just some unsure things there. What if you were honest and brought up the conversation with the guy? Like, 
yeah, you know, I would really love to hang out, but I kind of like to go slow here. So I'm, you know, I'm sensing that you may want, like, you're really excited about relationship, but I'm sensing I would just like to go on some dates to see if we could be friends. Like, be willing to bring up those conversations. That's another direction. It doesn't have to just be when you're saying no to a date or what have you. Having those conversations, being honest, being kind, it's all helpful. So, okay. Those are some of my first date reminders. I'm sure I could talk longer. I'm, I know you know I could talk longer on this, but stay calm and smile. It's just one date. Remember that the guy's probably nervous too. You only have to decide if you want to go on a second date. Remember that Jesus loves you dearly and that kindness and honesty will be great helps in your dating process. Um, and the final little thing was that I am over here cheering you on. I am so proud of you for trying to date, going on dates, going on a first date again when it feels like you're back at square one. I know. It is square. First days is square one feels like, but it's you're, there's still forward movement. There's still forward movement. So I'm cheering you on. I'm praying for you, praying that you're able to meet new people, have cool life experiences, get to know different people that are out there. Even if it's the not right guy, not the right guy for you to just try to look for some, some positive, good things that can come from this, things that you can learn experiences that you can have and really seeing that all of these dates, whether they're yeses or no's, they're helping you just like discover and figure out who would be wise for you to be with, who is a, a good person for you to move forward with in relationship. So even the dates that end up being a no help you figure out, oh, that's a no. And when a yes walks along and you go on a first date with a yes, you'll be like, oh, obviously a yes, because all those no's helped me know what a no is. Look at this is what connection looks like. Okay, we're going to go on a second date with that one because that's a definite yes. So anyway, it all works together to help your, your dating process. There's some reminders. Go to heymrsaustin.com slash first date if you would like a printable of those. And I will see you next time. Bye, friends.